Assalamu alaikum, welcome to another episode of Yours Truly. I pray you're all in the best of health and iman. Ameen. So I, I, today's episode is going to be me answering some questions that I got um, as I put a story up. And um, yeah, you guys had some questions to ask that you'd like me to answer. So I'm just going to go through them a bit in um, so I guess we'll just start. So the first one is, how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm okay. A bit tired of lockdown now. A bit drained of motherhood and lockdown because it's, you know, you're kind of doing everything alone here. Whereas before you did have family members to help every now and again. Um, but alhamdulillah, you know, it could be worse. Um, there is obviously a few things going on in, you know, everybody's life, I think, during this pandemic, regardless of it being related to pandemic or not so for me i would really appreciate if you guys could keep my in-laws specifically my father-in-law in your du'as inshallah as he's not been very well as most of you do know um and also if you guys could just keep my family in your du'as that would be really really amazing inshallah um and yeah and just my mum as well hasn't been too well so that would be great if you guys could ask allah to grant her some shifa i mean um but other than that alhamdulillah you know i have i don't have much to complain of um so the next question is how to deal with remarks about your niqab from people in public. May Allah bless you. Jazakallahu khairan sis. Ameen. May Allah bless all the brothers and sisters out there that, that strive to um, please Allah. So I get asked this question a lot. And I do think uh, I'm going to have to do like a whole separate podcast on it. I think inshallah. Because it is a very, you know, long episode. I think I don't think I'd be able to sum up in a few minutes. But I guess I can briefly go into it. Um so for me personally, I can't speak on anybody else's behalf, but for me personally, I, um, when I choose to do something, I'm very firm upon it and I will do it and I will do it regardless of what people think. So Alhamdulillah, that's one good thing. So when I decided to wear my niqab, I didn't care what anybody thought about it and I wore it. And for me, my niqab did cause me a lot of issues with family, um, which like I said, if I do it a separate episode, I will get into that in Um, but Essentially, I think, you know, the best advice I can give is um, just, you know, remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing, why you're wearing the niqab and remind yourself that, you know, with um, with hardship comes ease as well as, you know, even the prick of a thorn for a Muslim is, is, a, is, a, is a form of um, expiation from sin for them, uh, inshallah. So just remind yourself that whatever hardship you are getting because you're choosing to cover a force of for the sake of Allah, that Allah is rewarding you and Allah has also taken away any sins that you have, inshallah. Um, so that is a huge help to me. Whenever I do um, get any remarks and I feel some type of way about it, I will instantly remind myself that and alhamdulillah, instantly I will feel better. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm made of, of stone and it doesn't upset me sometimes. Sometimes I do get remarks and it does upset me. Um, for example, just like literally last week, I had a week where I'd gone out, I think, twice or three times in a row uh, on different or so, like, for three days straight. And I had comments each time I'd been out. And I think by the third day, I got very upset by it. And I, um, I remember, I think, just going into the car with my husband and just crying kind of thing. Um, but I think that was only because it was a build-up. If it was just a one-off thing, I think I would have brushed it off. But I think it was because three days in a row I'd gone out and I'd had some form of, you know, Islamophobia or abuse or whatever. Um, but alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm fine now. It was just, I think, a, a feeling of feeling very overwhelmed. 
um and also it, it's not nice when it's done in front of people because you know you're you're made to feel embarrassed and ashamed in front of people and I felt very embarrassed when you know what happened uh you know the person decided to do it in a shop full of people that were waiting to be served while I was paying so yeah it was just a bit embarrassing but alhamdulillah you know we learn we grow and we experience things and you know what we grow thick skin I definitely have grown thicker skin since wearing my niqab alhamdulillah um but yeah that's another thing I think the more you wear your niqab um, and the more experiences you have like this, the more accustomed you are to it, which un- is really unfortunate to say. I mean, it's not nice to say, you know, you'll get better with the more abuse you have. However, that is the truth I find with myself. In the beginning, when I was wearing niqab, I would um, very much take the things that were said to me to heart. And now I kind of just brush it off and know that these people don't know who I am. They have no clue what I'm about. All they see is what's on me. And that's the only thing that they see. They can't see past that. And, you know, they don't agree with it um so yeah i think gosh i think i'm just babbling on but yeah how to deal with it i think the best thing is remind yourself why you're doing it um you know seek refuge from uh, in allah sorry seek refuge in allah and ask allah to protect you always make sure you say your adhkar um morning evening and night and also make sure you say your dua before you leave so for me a very big part of when i go anywhere i will say my dua for leaving the home and I teach my children this so my three-year-old now also knows the dua and he knows what to say when he comes home and for me this is just a mental um step I take so obviously I say it to gain some hasanat but as well as while I'm saying it I'm also thinking that you know if anything happens to me while I have gone out I have sought Allah's protection and um I've I've you know I don't leave the house without it and that does make a big difference in my feeling secure and safe and confident alhamdulillah whenever I do say it which I said is literally every time I feel safe and secure and I know Allah has got my back and if something does happen to me that is the will of Allah and it would have never been avoided um because I did my best to protect myself um through adhkar and through other means um so yeah i think that's the advice i can give like i said i don't want to go too deep into it because i would love to do an actual episode on this so inshallah i will be doing that um so let's move on to the next one how are you healing mentally physically emotionally after a baby wow (laughs) that is a very deep question oh firstly uh, i'm assuming you're a mother and you've most likely just given birth or not long had a baby if you've asked me this question so firstly i would like to make some dua for you and just say you know may allah ease your affairs and may allah grant you the tools and the patience to be the best mother that you can be to your child and also grant you the tools and the patience to be the best person you can be to yourself during this very big and life-changing transition you know going from not being a parent to being a parent is a huge change in life it's just it's insane when I think of it, subhanAllah. So, you know, alhamdulillah, Allah chose us as women to, to you know, bear that huge responsibility. Um, but so, uh, I think the best advice or the best answer I can give for me is it takes time. It takes a lot of time. So, with my first son, Suleiman, um, I took a very long time to recover mentally and emotionally physically alhamdulillah i think i recovered within a month or just under uh, i think maybe within two weeks actually i can't remember roughly because it was a while now but i think physically uh, emotionally and mentally it left a big scar on me um and even till this day i'm still kind of dealing with the effect of the huge transition um however uh, alhamdulillah i'm much better now and i would say with my second son so the second time around I gave birth I recovered much quicker and much faster and much better 
mentally and emotionally because I knew what I was preparing for and I knew what was to come um so I think yeah the best thing is to try and gain as much knowledge as you can about what's coming what you're going to be going through and connect with other mothers connect with other women that have gone through this so you don't feel alone um for me I think the first time around I was that I felt very isolated because I didn't want advice nor did I speak to people about what I was struggling with because I never wanted people to see me as struggling or you know having these internal battles um and I think second time around alhamdulillah I was much more open about what I was going through um and I've learned to just embrace it and accept it and not be afraid or ashamed or worried somebody's gonna judge me you know for sometimes having bad days you know everyone has a bad day so why aren't mothers allowed to you know At the end of the day we are taking care of little human beings 24 7 and without us the brutal you know the brutal reality of it is they would die they would not survive they need somebody to look after them um so it's a lot it's a huge responsibility subhanallah so yeah i think take your time connect with other mothers do not i repeat this is like in huge capital letters do not compare yourself or your motherhood or your journey or your child Uh, the biggest mistake that we do as women is we compare ourselves to what we see other mothers do or what we see on social media or what we think motherhood should be like don't compare every journey is different every mother is different every child is different you know that's your own experience so make it your own own it don't try to be somebody you're not or try to live up to somebody else's expectations because that's just not realistic um so yeah i hope that's helped a little bit but i mean you know if you guys would like me to go uh, and do a separate episode about that definitely let me know inshallah send me an email on my you know yours truly by hidden at gmail.com or feel free to drop me a dm on instagram and just you know put the first word uh yours truly podcast or something so i can filter through and know to answer that sooner inshallah um you seem very well organized allahumma barik any tips on balancing everything i get this question a lot and i've actually been planning to do a separate episode on this as well i'm so sorry i feel like this is going to be my answer for a lot of things but i am planning to do an episode on this a more in-depth one because i have had tons of messages about this so firstly let me just start off by saying what you see on social media is not reality it's not the whole picture it's not the whole image there's a whole behind the scenes okay so yes i am an organized person however that doesn't mean i'm organized all the time um so there will be days where i'm not organized and my day is all over the place and i may not be getting done as much things as i would on another day so just bear that in mind inshallah but for me i think I tend to be much more organized because I wake up very early. So my children are up like four or five o'clock in the morning, subhanAllah. Um, so I have a lot of time to prepare for the day, basically. And um, I have a routine. Um, so I think I'm going to leave it with a routine. You need to get yourself into a routine. And once you have a routine, you know how to work around it and know how to fit things in when you want to. Um, but yeah, I will do a de- definitely a more in-depth one with that because I've been getting so many messages about that lately um advice for someone who is struggling oh so uh, may allah aid you to the person who i feel very bad because they've got like a little emoji sad face too and that's the same emoji sad face i use it's the one that's like looking down looks sad um but yeah so advice for someone who is struggling so it depends what kind of struggling i don't know how to advise you because i don't know in what way or what term are you struggling but i'm just going to be very general with this so I feel like everybody has their own struggles and everybody is struggling with something 
especially right now during this whole pandemic subhanallah it's just turned the whole world upside down um but i think the best things to do is learn to take time out for yourself so try and pinpoint what is it that's making you struggle is there a solution to ending that pain and struggle um, and how can you get to that happy place so once you've done that um it's very important to take time out for yourself to stop to pause and have moments where you are able to breathe to think out loud to you know write down your thoughts on paper to just have some me time some self-care time and to nourish you know yourself and to also listen to your body do you need rest are you tired does is your body telling you it needs to slow down um and then also you know you can add to that obviously the islamic side so you know are you are you praying your prayers on time are you making dua to allah are you saying your adhkar adhkar is a very very big one and it's something that when i was struggling and i was having very bad days my husband reminded me said you know are you doing your adhkar and he said to me ever since i've been doing my adhkar he himself has been feeling way better than what he did before so alhamdulillah you know make sure to protect your adhkar you know as we're told in islam that our adhkar are a shield for us and they're a form of protection um, so definitely do your adhkar inshallah take time out try and reconnect with Allah as well as reconnect with yourself try and find out the solution uh, sorry the cause of this pain and then try and figure out a solution inshallah but I will keep you in my du'as because you know it's horrible when somebody's going through something and you feel stuck and you don't know how to get out of it you know we've all been there um, <laughs> then I've got one from my husband how much do you love your husband very much alhamdulillah um so five facts about you by the way i love your account may allah bless you ameen uh may allah bless you too so five facts about me hmm i feel like i did a 10 facts about me a while ago so these aren't going to be anything like interesting or like whoa mind-blowing but the first one that comes to mind whenever somebody says a fact about you is i'm a triplet yes i have me and two other siblings so um unfortunately well not unfortunately everybody always thinks it's girls it's not so it's me and two boys alhamdulillah um so there's hisham who is my oldest brother by two minutes um and then there's usama who's my oldest brother by a minute and then there's me so yeah i'm a triplet so that's one fact about me i am 24 years old that is two facts about me i can't believe i'm saying i'm 24 subhanallah if whenever i think about like turning 30 i start to panic and i'm like oh my god my life is literally flying by subhanallah may allah allow us to lead beneficial lives and may he grant us husn al-khatima ameen ya rab um fact number three i'm half english half algerian so my father's algerian north african my mother is english um fact four um the school that I went to, and I put this in my post, but I'm going to just add it here because, you know, it's a cool thing. Well, it's not a cool thing, but not many people can say that. So the the fourth one is when I was uh, living in Algeria. So we lived in Algeria on and off uh, for a couple of years altogether. I'd say we lived there for maybe f- eight to nine years um, at different time slots in our lives. Um, so when we were there, my father put us in, an, uh, in a um, uh, private school, a Saudi Arabian private school and unfortunately that private school got bombed so i survived a bombing me and my brother survived the bombing alhamdulillah um yeah it was it was crazy but that's fact four fact five i'm trying to think of things that you guys may not know about or um i don't have any cool tricks or (laughs) i'm quite a simple person 
fact five um I was raised by my grandmother at the age of, uh, I think I was four months, five months until the age of like four years old. So those are five facts about me. Um, I'm sorry if they're not that exciting. Uh, I've led a very simple life. But alhamdulillah, I've still got my life ahead of me to make some exciting memories, inshallah. Um, so let's go and see some more questions. I just have to filter through because... I'm just going to answer the things that I think I can answer in this podcast. I don't want it to be too long. Um, well, this is a really kind one. This says, where do you think you get your kindness from? You're so sweet. Allahumma barik. Barakallahu fiki ukhti. Um, may Allah um, make me what you think I am and better. I mean, um, honestly, it's the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And secondly, I definitely think that the traits I have are from my mother. My mother is an amazing human being and she's the kindest soul I have ever met. So if I do have any ounces or glimpses of kindness, like I said, first and foremost, it's from the grace of Allah and the mercy of Allah. And secondly, is definitely from, and then secondly, is definitely from my mother. Um, like I said, she's just an amazing person and I've always looked up to her. So definitely from her. Um, top values and character. Um... I think the top values or the characters characteristics that I uh, think are important in a person are definitely so the first one definitely is somebody who is honest an honest person and a genuine person um secondly somebody who is patient I think I think that patience is a very very important thing and I think it's something that you know is needed in every aspect of your life and is also needed in every relationship that you have with people in your life regardless if it's child and parent mother and you know um husband sorry wife and husband or you know friend to friend in every relationship you're going to have times where your patience is tested and you're going to need that patience so definitely honesty being genuine um patience and um let me do one more i think i very much value thoughtfulness i value people who think of others and who try to um understand what other people are going through because you know we live in a very harsh world and very cruel world and we just need to spread more kindness so i very much admire when i can see somebody's trying their best to accommodate somebody else or you know help somebody else out um how do you make the most of being a stay-at-home mum? So I try to do the best I can with my children. Um, but again, like I said, there's days where I will be able to tick everything off my list and I would have had an amazing um, productive day. And there'll be days where I would have done nothing and just kind of lounged about with the kids because it's needed you know like I said before we need to listen to our bodies when we need rest and lately I'm trying to do more of that um I like I said I get up really early in the morning so I have a lot of time to prepare what I want to do or to mentally take notes of what I want to get done during the day so that helps me um and I think it's a lot of it is also being present I think the 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 thing that I'm trying to do more of now is be present in the moment and take everything in and enjoy every moment regardless if it's something that's boring and mundane or if it's something that's exciting and new you know take everything in and remind myself that all of these experiences that we're living that are like I said boring or fun and exciting are going to be things that my children are going to look back on and are things that are forming my children's lives and their experiences um 
how can we have uh, sorry how can a wife have good relations with in-laws who are difficult any tips oh um I think firstly the first answer that comes to mind is boundaries make sure you set your boundaries um that way there is a, a respect level there and you both know that there's a boundary that shouldn't be crossed by either side so you can't cross those boundaries when it comes to your in-laws and your in-laws can't cross those boundaries when it comes to you um another thing i would say is be very respectful but don't be a doormat um be very respectful when it comes to speaking up for yourself um do it in a respectful manner and a kind manner but don't let somebody take advantage of you or knock you down if you feel like you've been harmed or you've been hurt then speak up say how you feel but like i said try to do it in a respectful manner because that is family um and it's something that i I, you know speaking up for myself not when it comes to in-laws but just in general it's something that i struggle with a lot is you know speaking up for myself because i'm so worried i'm gonna hurt the other person so i don't say anything um i'm very kind of like a softy in that sense but like i said i'm trying to do a lot of things this year and improve myself as much as i can growing thick skin is one of them as well as learning to speak up for myself when i feel it's needed in a respectful manner inshallah so definitely i think that's important you know don't let people treat you badly because regardless of who they are you know in-laws or not that's not fair and nobody should be treated unjustly um and also try and see if there's a you know when it comes to the in-laws and having issues try and see if there's a root to these problems what is it really that's going on that's causing your in-laws to treat you that way is it is it maybe something that you've done unknowingly that has stuck that has stuck with them sorry and has um you know been something that's left a bitter taste in their mouth and they're constantly kind of taking it out on you you know have a conversation you know it doesn't always have to be conflict you know you can just sit your in-laws down and have a civil conversation and just say you know listen I'm, i feel like i'm getting these kind of vibes from you or i feel i've upset you in any way and this is how you're reacting to me you know is this something we can solve is this something we can talk about have an adult conversation speak to your in-laws be honest and open about it and try to come to a solution together because at the end of the day that is your family family you know when you marry somebody me and my husband truly believe you marry their family and you become one and that's definitely how we were raised or at least that's how i was raised in my culture and my family home so you know you have to always fix up and make you know fix these problems and make up um obviously i when i say always fix things and make up that's only if it's healthy for you i'm not saying to you know put yourself back in an abusive situation or anything like that definitely not um because i have had some horrific stories sent to me may allah aid those sisters who have been you know physically harmed by in-laws and just horrible 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 stories however i do want to shed light and say that you know that's not the case for every family you know we tend to have this huge stereotype that the mother-in-law is going to be like this and the in-laws are going to be like this yes there's a reality that things like that may happen but it's not an always it's not a given always you know you you know you can have amazing in-laws alhamdulillah i have amazing in-laws i know many people who have great in-laws um and also i think it's like any relationship you have to put time and effort into that relationship you can't expect to have a great relationship with your in-laws your mother-in-law sister-in-law brother-in-law husband uh sorry father-in-law um not really brother-in-law because you know they're not really a mahram but um you know the people that you should be trying to have a relationship with if you're not putting effort in it's like any relationship just as husband and wife you have to put effort to nurture and grow that love or with a child you have to put effort in to nurture and grow that love with a child and that comfort and that safety net it's the same with in-laws you have to put the time and effort in you know it's not just going to happen instantly um 
how to preserve one's iman boost your iman especially in this pandemic and loneliness subhanallah this is a very very good question because you know this the whole world is going through this pandemic and a lot of people have been closed off from family members and friends or people that they may have often been able to seek some iman uh, boosters from or you know gatherings and you know especially the masajid being closed it's a big impact on our iman and a big impact on our life subhanallah um i haven't gone to Jum'a for over a year now subhanallah because you know it's not open for women because it's not obligatory for us to go um and i definitely know when it was closed the masajid and there was no Jum'a, my husband was very low because he missed the masjid so it's very hard but i think you know Allah will only give us what we can bear. So we have to remind ourselves that Allah has put us in this situation and allowed us to be put in this situation for a reason. There's some benefit in it. There's some barakah in it. There's some lesson we can learn from this situation. And maybe, you know, just maybe, Allah has put us in this situation to learn how to nurture our iman and uh, grow closer to Allah without having to need it from an external source so do it from within that may be you know spending more time reading the quran reading beneficial books listening to lectures at home it could even be simply pondering upon you know the beauty and the grandeur of allah and the nature that allah has created around us um and it could be you know sitting in in, in isolation and you know as people say they do um and taking time out from social media from your phone from everything and just connecting solely to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so there's many ways you can boost your iman but you know i think the main the main way that somebody can boost the iman is definitely getting to know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because when you know your creator instantly you know you feel connected and loved uh, 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 by that person uh, or not person astaghfirullah but you feel loved by allah and you know you will feel connection because it's just like when you get to know a potential spouse you know you only get to like that person more when you know more of that person and it's the same with a friend you will get to be closer with a friend the more you meet the more you chat the more you find out about each other um so i would definitely say get to know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala definitely try and you know make lots of dua in your sujood and in you know the times where the duas are accepted if you can get up with tahajjud definitely get up with tahajjud um you know your adhkar is definitely another way of constantly being in remembrance in remembrance of allah and keeping your tongue moist um i think that you know iman is something that you know everybody struggles with it's 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 the sunnah of iman it's the sunnah of life we're gonna have high days we're gonna have low days it's natural it's not a bad thing but i think the important thing is knowing and identifying when you're having that low period when it comes to your faith and trying to pick yourself back up and get yourself to the same place or even better than what you was um because you know we're told this this dunya is is a test it's an empty hand for us it's a test for us to to you know be granted Jannah for those. Um, so work for it. You know, the best thing I can say is work for it. You know, you want to fix your iman, get up and work for it. Don't sit around expecting it to be lifted by something else. You get up and work for it. You search for ways that you feel more connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, what else have we got? Um, so the importance of good companionship and sisterhood. Ah. <sighs> This one I can very much relate to. I feel like, especially now during this pandemic, but more so when I became a mother. So when I became a mother, or when I got married and moved away from my family, I realized the importance of having companionship around me because I didn't have family near me. Obviously, I had my husband's family, but not my, you know, my inter, my um, immediate family. Um, 
So I'd never moved away from home. I'd never lived far from my mother or father or brothers. Um, and like I mentioned, I'm a triplet. So I was very close to my brothers. You know, we used to go out um, every week. We'd have one specific day where one sibling would pay for everything during that day. So gifts, food, whatever we were doing. And it was it was alternate. So one, one day it would be... Because we were all working, alhamdulillah. So one day it would be me. One day it would be my brother. One day it would be my other brother. And we just did things. We spent time with each other. We We bonded. We connected. And moving, you know, from having that and always having, you know, people around me or my brothers or family around me to having, you know, my husband and my in-laws, it was very difficult. Alhamdulillah, my in-laws were amazing. My husband was amazing, but it's not the same. You know, your family is always going to be different from, you know, other people that may become your family. It's not the same. You know, you can't compare. Um, so I did feel very lonely after getting married. Alhamdulillah, like I said, I had my in-laws, I had amazing sister-in-laws. So they definitely reminded me of my brothers because they were younger than me. Um, they're very funny. Um, they had banter. So Alhamdulillah, that helped a lot. I don't know what, how much more lonely I could have been if I didn't have that. Um, but more so when I became a mother. So when we moved out, Alhamdulillah, from my in-laws and we got our own place and I, you know, was doing most of my stuff alone now uh i kind of remember feeling just lonely and feeling like wow i have nobody around me like where are my friends why don't i have friends alhamdulillah i did end up meeting three amazing sisters um iman layla and suad may allah bless them abundantly they have been nothing but kind and generous and loving and caring to me and much more um so you know whatever i say can never be enough uh, so may allah bless them abundantly i mean but unfortunately because we're all mothers we all don't get to meet as often as we would like to and also we've all moved away a bit so we're all a bit far from each other so i don't get to see them often as well so we we, we you know we rarely ever see each other now it's more so just through text or you know social media and stuff like that so it can get very lonely and i think it's very important you know to sometimes disconnect from social media friendship and try and make real life friendships you know friendships that you can actually benefit from instantly and in the flesh um, because we all have social media friends we all have that bond that we have with someone online that's normal but I feel like that's not enough because I have a lot of that but I don't have a lot of it in my real life um, especially now that I'm living in Brighton when I come to London alhamdulillah I have beautiful sisters that I meet up with and that would love to meet me and spend time with me so that's a beautiful and it's a blessing so whenever I do go to London I am so excited and so happy that I get to fill my cup and see my friends um, but when I am back in Brighton I do feel that low and I feel like oh I miss I miss seeing people um I don't know if I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but it's very important because, you know, it impacts you. And I, like I said, for me personally, it impacted me a lot when I was a mother because I felt lonely. I felt so alone, even though I had a husband by my side, um, but he was working. So when he was at work and he worked very, very long hours, very hard work that he did, um, he, you know, you feel alone. You feel like you don't have anybody around you. You'd wish there was somebody there with you to help out with the kids or to take some, um, time out with and you know enjoy some time without the kids um because you know you have these human beings to depend on you all the time and sometimes you you just need a break you need some time for you you need some time for you to enjoy something so i think it's very important to have friends and i think especially nowadays you know with social media and everything being so easy and instant you know to be able to connect with someone it's so much more important to try and take the time out and make the effort to nurture a real life friendship a real life relationship that you have with somebody or even you know if you don't have anybody 
get the courage get the guts to go out there and try and make friends you know if you're if you're going for a coffee and you see somebody that you think you know hey I, you know I, I think i could connect with them or maybe they're reading a book that you read obviously when i say this i'm i'm saying keep it within the same sex so girls with girls boys with boys i'm not encouraging free mixing whatsoever at all um but you know i think we need to learn to be more friendly with people you know when you're walking out and you know you see a sister by herself and you're like oh you know why don't i go and say hi i mean obviously be safe but what i'm saying is sometimes it takes us to come out of our comfort zone to be able to meet new people and make friends and you know you never know that maybe that friendship that will last you for a lifetime you know there's always this this notion that there's that one friendship that you would never forget and is the most incredible friendship ever but if we don't put the effort in to make these friends to seek these friendships and to seek these beautiful moments you can't expect them to just come knocking at your door that's not how life works unfortunately you have to go out there and you have to take it for yourself so i definitely think during these times now especially in a pandemic where we can't see people we can't connect try and find ways to connect with people i know we can't do it physically now so obviously i'm going to have to say result to doing it through social media or facetime or whatever you can but when we are out of the pandemic take as much advantage as you can of the real world of having real people in front of you you know stop being shy and, and you know putting yourself down or thinking oh i feel so silly to go speak to that person just do it i'm that person who is very introverted at times depending on who i'm with and what i'm doing i can be very shy and i can be very reluctant but i'm trying to also push myself out of my comfort zone and be much more um ready and willing to go and approach a sister and say hey you know i love your shoes where are they from you know would you like to go grab a coffee or oh i see you're sitting by yourself you know do you mind if i join you um there's actually this page um i can't remember what it's called actually i think it's called thoreya um it's an it's a youtube channel and i love what she does uh thoreya yeah so it's thoreya maronisi i'm definitely probably <coughs> pronouncing that all wrong but she basically does like these youtube videos and it's like um social experiments kind of thing and she basically gets people to connect and i love her videos i think that they're amazing obviously there are some that i don't agree with because it's you know about relationships or whatever but the ones that aren't i think are amazing like she says um oh where are they so one of them yeah so one of them actually really touched me which was oh let me see if i can find it um okay i can't find it exactly but i'm going to paraphrase it so it was a video about um sharing a stranger that has stuck with you so it's about recalling a moment where you must have seen something or seen a stranger do something or something happen or somebody did something to you that has stuck with you forever and some of the stories that people shared were just heartbreaking it was just so sad um and some of them were beautiful um like one of them another one is you know what's the loneliest you've ever felt and one of them is share your deepest secret um um so she, she she tries her best to get people out there to connect on a deeper level. Uh, what, another one that she has is she'll get a random uh, stranger and she'll say, you have to go and compliment somebody of the same sex. Bam, go get someone. And they'll have to find somebody and compliment them. So I, I really like her videos. I think that they're very thought-provoking and um, they allow people to connect on a deeper level, you know. She asks questions that not many people would ask on a daily basis and it gets people thinking. And when you listen to the responses 
you definitely think subhanallah wow you know we have no idea what people are going through in their lives so yeah i think connecting with people is a very very important thing it's something that i try to be um engaged with most often and it's something that i do think is very important and it's one of the reasons why i actually created my page and why i continue to keep my page because over the years i have had my instagram i have decided many times to just delete it and leave but i've always kept thinking you know this is my only way of communicating or connecting with people you know because i am so far away um so i i love it i love that i have this you know this device that connects with people but like i said i don't think that this is enough and i don't think it's healthy to just have relationships and friendships just through social media i definitely think there needs to be more of it in real life um because that's where you're going to gain the most happiness from you know it's it's all right you having a conversation via dms or you know whatever it is um but it's not going to fulfill you and you know grant you that happiness and enjoyment as much as it would if you were in person with that person um so yeah, I hope I've answered that question. Um, yeah, inshallah. I think I'm going to end the podcast here. I've asked a few of your questions or answered a few of your questions. I may do a part two. I may not. I'll see you in But if you guys feel like you have any other questions that you do want me to answer and you do want a part two, you know, like I always say, leave me your feedback. It really means a lot and it allows me to understand what you guys want from me when it comes to putting content out, inshallah. So like I said, you can drop me an email or you can drop me a dm but just try and make the first word yours truly podcast or something like that so i know to filter through and answer it with that said barakallahu feekum jazakumullahu khayran may allah keep you all safe may allah protect all of you ameen and may allah also grant mercy on all of the families and the family members who have lost their loved ones subhanallah you know i feel like i'm hearing death every day now and it's you know multiplying and doubling and may Allah protect us and may Allah take us when he is pleased with us it's very very sad you know and maybe may we also take a time some time out for um the poor boy the 18 year old who was stabbed over a designer jacket what what you know I'm, I'm lost for words as a mother of a son myself or of two sons myself you know I'm speechless what more can I say um, but may Allah rest his soul in peace. I mean, may Allah have mercy on his soul. May Allah grant his family patience. I mean, and may we also take some time out to make dua for the poor uncle who passed away um, by the two women who tried to rob his car. You know, when you hear stuff like this, it just makes you think, what, what are we? What kind of a world are we living in? But on the flip side, it also reminds you that this is why this is the dunya and why we have to work for the akhirah because we have no idea when we're going to be taken. We literally have no idea. Those those two men, you know, the the 18-year-old and the uncle, they had no idea that they were going to pass that day. They had no idea that that day was going to be the last day that they were alive, the last day that they breathed, the last day that they saw their loved ones, the last day that they may have held their, you know, for the boy, the mother, and for the, the man, his, his family, his wife, his daughters, his sons, you know, they had no idea. They didn't see it coming. So definitely, if, you know, if I, if, I, if I was to tell you what to take from this reminder, it's to take heed live your life as if you know we're told to live our life as if we're not going to reach the evening um so definitely do as much ibad as you can do as much good as you can spread love and kindness amongst yourselves and amongst others and just remind yourself that we're here as a test don't be comfortable in living here remind yourself that this will be taken away at some point um so with that said assalamu alaikum wa jazakumullahu khairan ameen